What's the life like of a small town mayor? What is it like being the principal of a high school? And how many mayors am I going to interview? Well, we talk about all that and more on this episode of The Toddcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Toddcast. As always, I'm your host, Todd McManus, and today is a very special episode because joining me, he is the mayor of Rayville, Louisiana. Please welcome Mayor Harry Lewis. Mayor Lewis, how are you doing today? I am good. Glad to be here and glad to have the opportunity to talk with you. Well, I'm glad you're here. And so I've, you've done many things, I've, what, what I saw throughout your life. And if anybody out there wants to see what you've done, they can go to townofrayville.com and see your about page. And it's a big list of stuff you've done throughout your life. And we're going to talk about some of them here. Okay. But first off, I want to ask, what did you think of the Super Bowl this past Sunday? Well, I actually thought Kansas City might win, but I I, I wasn't opposed to seeing uh, Tom Brady win. I, yeah. I'm glad to see uh, that he still can accomplish and do those things that he's doing at the age of 43. And it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Because I think really the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers blew them out. Yeah. So uh, it, it, it never really didn't seem like a major challenge yeah. to them. But, no, it's, that's that's life. Yeah. <laughs> Having his seven Super Bowl wins, you know, that's a oh, lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think anyone will ever catch that. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I mean, he's been incredible. His whole uh, football life, and I was glad to see him, you know, get that. And glad to see the other guys, too, they have an opportunity for Nats. You know, he's from New Orleans down that yeah. way. Glad to see those guys get an opportunity to get a ring because they were basically cast off. Didn't nobody want them. Yeah. Brady took them in and Antonio Brown, and, you know, he had yeah. an opportunity to get a second chance. So he had some good stories to come out of it. Yeah. So, with the Super Bowl out of the way, we're going to go ahead and I want to ask you that you graduated from Eula D. Brighton High School. Mm-hmm. Eula D. Britton. Eula D. Britton. Mm-hmm. What was your plan after you graduated high school that you wanted to do with the rest of your life? Well, I always, uh, I had uh, played basketball and been an athlete all the way through high school. And once I got a scholarship to uh, go to Groundland to play basketball, I knew uh, I had a very influential guy that coached me named uh, Coach Melvin Rogers and kind of wanted to follow in his footsteps. So I went in uh, health and physical education, minor in hmm. math. So uh, I, I, I wanted to see where I could go with that. And so you received your bachelor's degree from Grambling State University. I did, in Grambling Knight. And what was your college experience like? Did you enjoy going to Grambling? Oh, yeah, I, I very much so. So much so that they told me I didn't need but six hours to graduate. I was <laughs> shocked. I said, what? <laughs> and uh, they said, hey, you need nothing but student teaching. And so, but I enjoyed it. But the thing about that, why I got like three years, because I went to summer school. I never did come out. Yeah. I went year-round. Yeah. So I accumulated a lot of hours in. But I had a ball, and I enjoyed it, and I would recommend that for anyone. And so you got your master's degree 
and you also got 30 hours from NLU, which is now ULM, mm-hmm. and administration and supervision. Mm-hmm. Why did you decide to get a master's degree? Well, after coaching for a number of years, I decided I wanted to go in administration, and I knew in order to be an administrator, you needed a master's degree you know, in administration and supervision. Yeah. So after work in the evening, I would go to a... NLU in the evening time to work on my master's and that's what I was aiming for. If I I got at least, I might not get to be a principal, but at least I'll be qualified. (laughs) So I went on and got all those things just in case I had an opportunity you know, to be a principal. Yeah, I bet that was a little difficult to coach during the day and go to school, basically go to school at night, you know? Well, I didn't take about a couple of classes, and, and the majority of the classes I took during the summer. Yeah. Mm, but it was challenging. And why? And you basically answered why administration and supervision is why you, you wanted to become a principal. Like exactly. That was your end goal right then at that moment. Was and it? That's what I was looking forward to see. Well, I said, well, let me prepare myself first, and then I would pursue that. Uh, if, if one of those positions uh, became available, I would apply and see, you know, whether or not I would be successful. And I was, you yeah. know. I uh, became the principal of River High for about 15 years before I came here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you actually served two years in the United States Army. I did. So thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you. And what led you to make that decision? At that particular time, I just felt that that was going to be the kind of discipline that I needed. And, and, I, and true enough, that discipline that I received in the military has served me well in everything else I've done in my life. And what was that experience like for being well, two years? For, it, it, it did, not, uh, did not last long, the two years, because uh, I went to Seoul, Pusan, Tanishan, uh, Korea, and you know, it, it was not bad duty at all. In just short two years, you went a lot of places across did, the world. I did get a chance to travel a lot at their expense. So yeah. it was real good. And I gained a lot of experience. And then after that, you came back to Rayville. I came back home. And I just decided I would like to be able to give back to some of the things because everyone was great to me while yeah. I was coming through school. And I wanted to have an opportunity to give back something to this community. And I got an opportunity to work in Delhi initially. So, And then I had an opportunity to come to Raven, which is my home. Yeah. And I've been here ever since. And I hope I have contributed some of what <laughs> I received yeah. while I was in high school. But it's it's been good. I've enjoyed it. And like you said, when you came back, you worked in education and you were employed as a teacher, mm-hmm. the head basketball coach, mm-hmm. assistant principal, mm-hmm. and even the principal of Rayville High School. Right. And you held that position until you retired from there. Right. And uh, uh, I decided to run for mayor. I was still principal at Rayville High School at the time. I decided to run for mayor. Never realizing I was going to win. Yeah. I was kind of putting my name out there yeah. for the next go-round. But I got 
they had seventy percent of the vote. So I retired from Raver High School and came here. And basically became the principal of a town. Oh, basically, a yeah. Instead of dealing with kids, we deal with older kids. <laughs> <laughs> basically, yeah. But and, it's been good. And why did you decide to come back? Like you said, you wanted to give back to the town of Rayville, basically. Well, I thought, this is me now, just my opinion. I thought the town was drying up. We just yeah. had not had any type of growth. The uh, infrastructure system was down and out. And I could see it, 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 at the rate it was going, it was going to be a dust town, look like, in yeah. four or five years. If we did not get our infrastructure straight, we had a major problem was discoloration of our water. Yeah. And over and over, you know, you couldn't wash. All your clothes was tan or brown. Or yeah. Thing. And somebody had to do something. And I complained about it. And someone said, well, won't you run for mayor? I said, you know what? I'm going to get out of shop. It's been been tough. Yeah. Because we had nothing but cast iron pipes all over Raven. You had to change those out to PVC. Yeah. And they don't really give that stuff away. Yeah. So we spent millions of dollars, but we're on the upside now. So it, it's been a, a challenge. But the one I knew what I, I... I wasn't fooled. I knew what I was taking on. Yeah. I just didn't think it would be this much of a challenge. But yeah. we have come a long ways. And so when you were principal of Rayville High School... Did you enjoy being principal? Did you like the job? Like, what was it like being a principal? Oh, I, I loved it. We had about 46 uh, teachers, 15 maybe cafeteria workers, and, you know, janitors. But we had a great time. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the kids, and we, and we succeeded, you know, and... They knew I was very competitive. When we would go to rallies, and I didn't expect to lose. I expect all my kids to come in first. I don't care whether they went in math, yeah. whatever yeah. they went in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's the attitude, and that's the way I wanted them to think. Somebody got to win. Why can't be us? Uh, well, you're, you're right about that. <laughs> And like you said, you were elected as mayor in 2001, mm-hmm. which is almost about 20 years ago. About 20 years ago. And you're currently in your fourth term. Fifth. And you decided to run for mayor because you wanted to, like you said, give back. I, give back to the community, but also I, I knew the infrastructure was down and out. And I remember West Monroe when West Monroe had dirt roads. And yeah. I knew the one thing that I had been seeing over the number of years, the first thing that they did was take care of their infrastructure. That was the foundation. Yeah. And so that's what I wanted to uh, do in Raven. Take care of the infrastructure, and then you're going to have growth. If you don't have good infrastructure, you're never going to grow. Yeah. And I knew Nobody could actually see what we were doing because most of the infrastructure was done underground. Yeah. And folks have the tendency to say, oh, they're not doing it, not realizing that, yeah, we're doing something. We're replacing yeah. all the pipes and, you know, getting the sewer system, getting the water system. And I just figured once we got our infrastructure straight, that we was going to grow. And we are. 
you know, beginning yeah. to grow. And so, what did it feel like whenever they said, you're elected as the new mayor? Did you ever have that moment of like, like, did you like lay in your bed at night and be like, oh man, I'm the next mayor of Rabel? Like, did you ever have that kind I of didn't, moment? but... I did when the bankers told me, why do you want this job? Y'all don't have no money. I said, now, wait a minute. This is a banker. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, hey, I'm glad you're wanting this, but I'm trying to figure out why you want this job. Y'all don't have no money. <laughs> what? <laughs> I came in my office. We had a $50,000. Then we'll forget it. We had bought five trucks. I guess they was paying for them on quarters. Yeah. Came in here. Had a fifty thousand dollar bill on his desk, and they had thirty eight thousand dollars in it. Oh. <laughs> so God, now I see why yeah. he said that. But you know, we just rolled up our sleeves and got to work. We didn't blame anyone for the condition we were in, and we just knew that if we wanted to grow, and we just had to roll up our sleeves and get after it. And that's what we've done. Yeah. And so far in your about twenty years of being mayor. What has been your favorite part that you think of being mayor? Uh, just the PR. I liked, uh, I, I've always liked public relations. I enjoy meeting folks. And, yeah. You know, folks, uh, the previous meal, they always park their car on the back. And this. they were shocked when I was parking my car and everything in front. They said, what you park? I said, yeah, why would I try to hide from you all? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. I had no problem talking to the citizens because they put me up here. Yeah. I said, hey, I'll work for you all. Y'all don't want to hide me. Yeah. So I know you're me uh, going any other way, but I've enjoyed that, and I've enjoyed seeing them come along with me. Yeah. You know, seeing they can see the girl. I always tell them, my body of work speaks for itself. You can see what has happened in Rabel under my administration. Yeah. And so, how long, since you've been mayor for 20 years, how long do you plan on staying as the mayor? Well, really, I would like to run another time. That's kind of up to the citizen whether they really yeah. like you or not. But there are things I want to... We, uh, <clears throat> we've been funding. You, I don't know. We know we're Winsboro State Bank, but we've gotten money. We have water going that way to the Veterans Cemetery. Yeah. What I had been trying to do is to get sewer where we can go have water and sewer, and that opened up about three miles going south. And now they're starting to work on that. And if you coming into Raven, you can see those electric, those uh, energy trucks, and that we're getting a roundabout. And oh, yeah, yeah, I know about it's that. It's going to be from January to January. So it's kind of, that's from a safety precaution on my part. The pilot and all, they're not for enough back from the road. And what we was experiencing, we've had two motorcyclists kill. It's coming through that area flying. Yeah. And we're trying to rectify that. And because you're going to have to slow down to go through that roundabout, yeah. I think that's going to uh, benefit us uh, and going to be an asset, you know, to that area. And because we have water and sewer now, three miles going to the Veterans Cemetery is going to open up all that property 
going south. So that's another potential yeah. for us to continue to grow. Because they're going on. Do you have water sewer? Yeah. And now that we have it, you know, we can continue to go south. And more places can be built. Because exactly it's only like right. whenever you think of it, whenever there's the tree line there. Yeah. And there's only one building that's Brown Realty right there. Exactly so right. Now mm-hmm. you can have more yeah. restaurant chains can in come it, yeah. in. All and yeah, all down. that kind of good stuff. Hey, on both sides. Yeah. Either, you know, so, uh, you know, just increased opportunity for growth. Yeah. And so we can talk about COVID a little bit. How have you and your family been during COVID? We have been fine. Yeah. We have both, my wife and I, we we have completed, you know, both our shots. Yeah. So uh, I know that's no guarantee that it can't, but we have not experienced any kind of sickness or anything related, you know, to COVID. And we've had to close the office just once. Initially, one of our uh, clerks, a husband, had COVID, and just out of precaution, we closed the uh, inside here and let, let them come through the drive-through oh. for a couple of weeks. But beyond that, we've been up and running, and uh, everyone's taking a shot. Most of them had both already, but yeah. we've been blessed more than anything yeah. else because there's nothing that really... You can take all the precautions and everything you want, but, yeah. you know, we try not to come in contact with that element, but I've known folks that have done a whole lot more than I have, and they got it. Yeah. And so, uh, but actually, we've been blessed when it comes to COVID because we have not, you know, had any experience as far as the sickness part of it. Our police chief and some of the others in the town Got it, but they're all okay. Yeah. So we've been, like, like I said, we've been blessed. And you said you've had, you've gotten the vaccine. So what oh, was yeah. The, what was that like? Was it just like a well, they another had to tell shot? Me they kinda... giving it to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do, yeah. What you waiting on? Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I never felt it. Yeah. And the only thing, only uh, reason I knew that uh, it was there because they put uh, band-aids on it. And yeah. once I pulled the band-aids on I looked, but I never could tell yeah. where I was shot. Just, just another mm-hmm. shot. Yeah, it was another shot. Yeah, exactly right. So it was not a bad experience at all. Yeah. And so how do you think, as a town, that Ravel has dealt with COVID? How do you think we've dealt with it? I think we've been... Uh, uh, We've done a good job because we have we're partnership with the hospital and the uh, sheriff's department and, and the police jury, and we have civic center right here, and yeah. the hospital is using the civic center, you know, to uh, administer those shots. Yeah. So uh, sometimes it's Monday, and sometimes it's Thursday and Friday. I think this week is going to be Friday, yeah. but. It's gone smooth. It's real smooth. So uh, I think we're handling it well right here yeah. in Rayville. Because mm-hmm. it was, when it, like last March, it was real scary, you oh, know, when everything yes. was like, all right, we got to shut everything down because mm-hmm. we don't know what this new virus mm-hmm. is. Because I remember at ULM, it was, they sent everybody home. So it was right. like teachers and everybody, and then they closed off the road and nobody was there. So mm-hmm. it was just like a real ghost town I at ULM. 
and I went over there once, and I was like, you can't. It's like it's never that empty, even during the summer. Yeah. Like, but it's nobody was there. Mm. Nobody except the university police was the only people there. How did they handle that? Was that in the middle of a semester at the end of something? It was in the what? middle because it was in March when all the lockdowns happened, and I was still going there in person at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I went and talked to Doctor Bruno, who was the former yeah. president, and he said. And I interviewed him the day before it all happened. Is that right? And I was like, what do you think we're going to do? And he was like, well, I'm having a meeting after he talked to me. Mm-hmm. And that was the meeting when they decided. And he emailed everybody the next morning, okay, the rest of the semester is only online. How are they faring now over there? I think they're doing pretty good. I think so. Because mm-hmm. they've, the teachers, like no offense to them, but some of the teachers are a little older and they're not, used to online learning you know (laughs) like it's a new thing for them yeah it's like and so they've learned how to do classes where the the camera's looking at them and they're teaching to on skype and zoom Mm -hmm. and all that Mm -hmm. and uh, those those hybrid type of classes where you some you got to go there and then some Mm -hmm. you got to stay in your room and Mm -hmm. i think we're pretty good just like any other university you know it's just more people are getting used to online classes mm-hmm. and like we'll text and call people and be like, Hey, can you help me with this? And all that kind of stuff. Oh, so, that's good. That's like good. it's when they are, the teachers is, they are teaching. Is this recorded? Can you go back to that class later on? Or no, you can't do that. On some of them. I think you can. Well, I think all of them you can. Because some of them, what they'll do is that they'll record themselves teaching and then just put it out there and then, hey, watch this and take notes. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes it's live to where you can watch them and then you can type in a question that you have and be like, hey, is this this right or Mm -hmm. whatever, you know. You have adjusted? I have. Mm -hmm. um, Most of my classes aren't like that. Mm -hmm. They're, They're just like, here's a book, go read it. Mm-hmm. And here's and then the test is next week or whatever, you know. But if you need some help, how do you? You can email them. Okay, then. And yeah. I'll email them, and then they put out. They have their phone number on their on the syllabus too, and they're like, "Hey, if you have any questions, just literally just call us." I see. Mm-hmm. And they're. I think the teachers have done very well. That's in my great. Opinion. Like I think, like me personally, I think all the education, like because I graduated from right here at Riverfield, mm-hmm. and the teachers there. We hardly did nothing. We did nothing online okay. in high school. And then now all these teachers have said that they've had to adapt I bet. to online. And I it's bet like, it ran some of them away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm through with education. It probably did. <laughs> like, to me, I think, like, a lot of the education and especially the healthcare workers, of course, too. Like, everybody in any kind of field that was affected that drastic, like, they needed, like, a pay raise. Oh, yeah. That kind of oh stuff. yeah. That's a lot of yeah. work. To, you know, throw on them like that, and then just one day we're in a pandemic. You yeah. know, so and you're forced to adjust. Whether it's not a time thing, you got to do it now. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, and but, most of them have. But I think we've done good, and I think, and from a citizen's po- mm-hmm. point of view, I think Ravel has done very good, in my opinion. No, that's great. That's great. And like we haven't gotten COVID in my family at all, so no, that's good. we're good. So. Well, I think that's going to do. Is there anything you would like to say or add to no, MS? No, I thoroughly enjoyed talking with you. And my first time ever 
been associated <laughs> with a podcast, but hey, I've enjoyed it. It ran smooth, so cool. yeah, I've enjoyed well, it. Well, I thank you for joining me today, and you might have to join me again at some point in the future. Look forward to it. As always, please rate and subscribe, and if you're listening on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe, and click that bell to get notified when new videos are uploaded. And make sure you follow the Toddcast only on Instagram at the underscore Toddcast underscore for all your Toddcast social media needs. Make sure you tell your friends and your family or anybody really to give it a listen. And thank all of you for listening to this episode. And if you want to know what's going to happen next week, well, I guess you're just going to have to tune in to find out. Only on the Toddcast.